Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest Communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. So, since this is a podcast and yes. we're only doing this once a week, mm-hmm. is there any chance I can get suspended for one week? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Some somebody got kicked off of his job for a week because he couldn't control his little mouth. Well, from what I understand, it wasn't you. It was well, a newscast that you aired. It was like a a soundbite and it, had. It was a mess up on my part. I will not disagree with that statement. However, when you're up in the Anchorage area and you're reading a newspaper that literally has the word S H I T in the newspaper, and you accidentally messed up, it's okay though. <laughs> Oh, so you actually said it. Uh-huh. I, See? I, th- I thought it was like a clip that you had mixed in with your newscast and it like. It was. So the long story short, the company that I work for, I was doing a newscast and I had like a blooper bit where I accidentally started and was recording in the wrong spot. And the difference was, was that instead of, you know, re-recording and taking that part out, I recorded with that at the very end <laughs> without realizing it was in there. So don't drop an F-bomb, kids, or else you, you never know where it might end up. <laughs> hey, this mic is always hot. Even when it's off, it's always hot. It it's, is. Yeah, and that's the way I live. It feels like it's room temperature right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Who, who, who the comedian here? Shoot. Oh, my god! Welcome to Bronco Nation. I'm Jim. He's Jordan. We have a couple of sponsors to uh, let you in on. Before we do that, though, I'm going to give you a heads up. We're going to talk Broncos. We'll get into a, a little bit of... Uh, College hockey um, as well. Um, some college football, Michigan. We'll bring up Michigan State, how bad they are, et cetera. You know, it, it, it'll be great family entertainment, but when we get to the Lions, have the kids leap. Yeah, it's going to get uh, it's gonna get rough in yeah. here. Yeah, and the And the youngest of the bunch here will make sure everyone's happy and that there are brighter days ahead for the Ford franchise. Look, our new Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bronco Nation brought to you by Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Zolman's offers preventative maintenance for your vehicle. Uh, book an uh, appointment online at zolmantire.com. I can't get that out today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, spit got, it out. Got, got me all excited. You're not Carolyn. I'm <laughs> sound like her. All thanks. <laughs> uh, also want to tell you about Sweetwater's Donut Mill. You can sign up for Sweetwater's email subscriber list and Ooh. receive a half dozen donuts for free. My favorite F word and favorite four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said and that's one... At least this week. This week it is, not not last week. Well, yeah. you, you can't get suspended over free. Yeah, exactly. Unless, well, you're try, unless you're trying to give away wherever you work at, then yeah, you could exactly. get in trouble. How many emails do you think I can create before they catch on? <laughs> <laughs> learn, learn more at Sweetwaters.com, guys. Or SweetwatersDonuts.com. Oh, my God. How did we lose sponsors? Because we brought in the guy that dropped an F-bomb during a newscast. <laughs> right on. We're going to just get a heap hitting that well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. There's so many jokes out of there. Oh, man. Well, well, let's do the headline, and then um, we'll have Tyler help us break down uh, everything. Um, Bronco football got a win. Not sure how impressed I am with it, but we'll just tee, tee that into hockey where – a surprising split. I w- I, I'm going to call it surprising. I, I, I didn't expect uh, Anch- uh, Anchorage to get one, but they did. Let's just say my jaw dropped when I woke up Sunday morning and saw that 
Western had lost. Well, lucky there, you, there were, mine, mine, mine dropped that night. There, there were there were a few text messages that morning. Unfortunately, it was. Well, do you want to finish the headlines for you? Go for it. I can because I'm I'm good. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So, for those that didn't listen to the Bronco Media Network over the weekend, first of all, what is wrong with you? Shame on you. Secondly, yeah. um, yeah, Western picks up a split with Anchorage, and you know, yeah, we yes, we talked it up like it was going to be an easy cakewalk. But what was the thing, Jordan, that I said on last week's show, talking about what a good weekend would be for Western? You said you didn't need to see any blowouts or anything like that. Right. right. And, I, and I said, control the play. Yeah. I'll really control the pace of play. And that's what the Broncos did for six <clears throat> periods this weekend. And that's why I, it's so strange. You see the loss, yes. It, it you know, pair-wise, the rankings, all that nonsense. That's why Western got bumped down to number 18. I understand all that. Yeah, yeah. But when you, the first night they had only had 22 shots on goal. Who played in goal? Was Cam- it R- Cameron Rowe started okay. game one. Who started game two? Larson. Kirk Larson did. And and I will say, that, and here's the thing, I can't blame Rowe. Jim was Jim was asking for his head after that first game, and I'm like, no, it it was a it was a strange game because. Western doubled them up in shots, 22 to 11. And I know that people say 11 shots on goal and they gave up three. Well, here's the thing. Six or seven of their shots were grade-A scoring chances. Connor Merritt, who was a former Northern Michigan guy, got a chance like in the first two minutes and Rowe had to make a huge save. And that's how it was. If Anchorage had a chance, it was a great scoring chance. And the, also, Anchorage, they played a system that we watched in film before that game. We all saw, we knew it was going to happen. They were going to get in the lanes. They were going to get try to block shots. That was going to be their game plan. And they did that to a T on Saturday. Western out shot attempts. Shot attempts were 63 to 25. In the two games? No, in the first game. Oh. This was the shot attempts. Yeah. So, and in that first game, Anchorage had 22 blocked shots to Western's 22 shots on goal. That's how crazy... That stat was. I'm a little bit of an analytics nerd with hockey, so Corsi 4 was through the roof for Western. Yes. Did that translate to a win? No, it didn't. But that carried, though, into the second game. They outshot him heavily again, outchanced him heavily again, did Western. This time, though, the difference was the puck went in the net. That was the difference. And Joey Lamro got the start for Anchorage in Game 1. In Game 2, we saw Nolan Kent, another Northern Michigan transfer. Both were solid goaltenders, and yeah, Western relied on their depth guys to step up, and yeah, the split was tough, but I was telling Jordan this before that we got on here. After the game, we're walking to the bus. I'm walking with Coach Firstweiler and Coach Jason Herter. By the way, belated happy birthday to Coach Jason Herter, assistant coach. Woo-hoo! Um, He didn't tell me his age because I guess he doesn't want everyone to know that, but that's all right. Um, You can't find him on social media, so I couldn't figure that uh, out. <laughs> well, he's, he's the smartest man I've yeah, ever met. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> we're sitting there, we're walking, and you know, I'm kind of shaking my head. I'm like, wow, that was that's crazy. And First was like, you triple up a team in shot attempts and you double up a team in shots on goal. You get a couple bounces here and you end up losing a game. It happens. And that's why it's almost great that you have a guy that played for Western, played pro, coached in the NHL, a guy that won't look at a loss and think it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's why I I love <clears throat> working with First Wilder, being around him, because, you know, even in the... He's cool as a cucumber. Yeah, he's very calm. And he, I remember I asked him, like, do you get fr-? and I was, during our pregame uh, interview before the game Sunday, I asked him, like, do you get frustrated when they're blocking all those shots? And he's like, well, first, like, no, we do not talk. We don't show frustration. It's a sign of weakness. And I'm like, dang. 
Because there are some coaches that'll see that and they'll be like, why, you know, they start to freak out. Why can't we get shots on goal? Or like in football, why can't we get the run game going? Stuff like that. They get frustrated and it affects how they coach. It never changes for Bursch. I mean, you, yeah, they won, they won a game against Michigan, number one Michigan last year. They got it. They lost in overtime the second night. He probably was the same way during that weekend than they mm-hmm. would be if they split with like Omaha. Yeah. And that's why I like Bursch. And that's why I think right now, yes, it's only a second season, but. He's setting himself up with a good foundation for this program moving forward for many years. Right. So let me play devil's advocate for some of the people that really got upset by the loss and thought they should have swept, whatever. Um, I mean, it, it, it's like scoring 45 and losing, right? There's my reference. There's your. Yeah. We're not talking about the Lions yet. <laughs> we will no, get but, but, you, we but, but I, I just need to scratch the back a little bit, you know. But what my point is, I guess, is do you see value in maybe some very early season adversity, like showing the team it's not going to be a cakewalk? Yes. Yeah, I really – that was a big thing too because that's – you know, it was 1-1 going into the third period Sunday. So before Dylan went and Hugh Larkin had probably their two of their best games of their respective careers. And because it's only going to – the schedule is only going to get tougher. Because, yes, Ferris, I know, lost and tied Miami last weekend. But then you got Bowling Green, who had a split with Northern. But then you go in, like we talk about Northern and then – not Northern, excuse me, Notre Dame and then Michigan. Having that early on to realize – I mean, because there's a lot of good freshmen on this team. Ryan McAllister really showed up this weekend. And a lot of guys that are – you know, Hugh Larkin, for example, Trevor Bishop got – Trevor Bishop hasn't played in two seasons. He mm-hmm. was in the lineup Sunday. Showing these guys, though, that, you know, hey, this is what – it's not going to be as easy as it was last year. We have to be a little bit tougher. It's going to have to be a little bit of a grittier team, and that's what they showed in the win on Sunday. And uh, let's be honest, I know it's college sports, so sometimes the how you win might affect things. But unfortunately, with the pairwise that is in hockey, you win a game. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, that's probably the mentality in that locker room right now. A win is a win is a win. Al Davis, just yep. win, baby. I mean, it doesn't matter if you beat Anchorage four to one or if you beat them ten to one. Yep. And those wins, you get those wins against quality teams. Your pairwise goes way up. I mean, do we remember that we had to come back again? You know, the first night against Ferris last year, I think, was like a, a four-goal victory. But the next night, you had to come back from two goals down to beat him. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that happens. That's that's hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my last question with the hockey team, and we can move on to football. Um, how do you see the goalie situation shaking out? Do you think it's going to be a tandem thing throughout the season? Do you think one is going to solidify themselves? I mean, how do you see that going? I think first we'll want a number one guy. You always want because you you want to just because it's something that you can rely on. Because and like I said, obviously we've been spoiled the last couple of seasons. We had Brandon Bussey mm. this year, and it's so hard after the first weekend just because in both ga- they gave up twenty two combined shots on goal over two games. Mm-hmm. And yes, Larson picked up the win, first college win for him and his first college start. Good for him, and it w- and he played well. Cameron Rowe had to make some big saves on that first night to keep it, you know, tied early on in that game. And yes, I know he gave up, he only had, only ended up making eight saves, but it's so hard to judge in a series like that. That's why I want to see whoever gets the start Saturday. It might be Rowe, it might be Larson. And I think first is going to use this week of practice to determine that. But then you have two games against Bowling Green next week, Thursday night home opener at Lawson, and then Friday down in Ohio. You might see both goaltenders play then too. And then we're going to get to that point, like I said, Notre Dame and Michigan, where I think that will be where we're going to see a number one guy really step up. Okay. And then number one guy, I hope doesn't get you know the one the one problem I had last season was that Bussy never got a break. 
No, remember he got he got, cu- he got cut against Miami. He had to go off the ice for ten minutes. Well, that, that was okay. That was his break for the entire season, right yep. there. But, See, but, I wasn't ups- as upset about it as he you, was. Well, right. Because no, you 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 need to give your top guy a break. Give they him two give games him, a week. Give him a game off and let the backup get some ice time. So in case your number one guy goes down, you don't have a totally you know naked, so to say. Um, inexperienced uh, goalie to deal with. I mean, I don't want to break any realities, but most teams, your number one goalie goes down, your season's pretty much over. Well, it doesn't yeah, t- matter how battle-tested the backup is. I could is. count on my my left hand how many times Eric Portillo did not play for the Wolverines last year. It was the same story. I mean, because, like I said, you play two games a week, it's back-to-back. Yeah. Bussy never took a morning skate on a Saturday. No. He, he Yeah, he skated with the team Friday, but it was always, you know, it was Ar- Harlock or Aslanidis that skated the Saturday one because... Bussy realized, all right, I still have to play tonight. And if Bussy was a- something was nagging him, he'd let someone know. Yeah, but he that was a, that was the best part about last season was that he was able to stay healthy for the entire year, and that's just an testament to to him to himself how he was able to recover after being injured his sophomore year. So I get what you're saying, Jim. You should probably yeah. give a guy a rest, but that's more or less if you're playing. If you're if this was a junior hockey schedule where you're playing Wednesdays and Thursdays into the weekend, sure, but you're playing Friday and Saturday and that's it. I I have no problem. I had no problem with Bussy playing every game. Well, I also come from the generation and I'm a trans and I'm gonna translate this over to baseball to where I watch starting pitchers win twenty plus games year after year after year with sixteen complete games, even more than that. Yeah. What heck, what was it? Um I'm I'm trying to trying to reference which pitcher had, they had more uh, like forty or thirty six complete games and only twenty five wins, so they were the the full nine and still lost. Sounds like Roy Halladay. I <laughs> mean, like, but here's the thing, you though. know, and, and that but but you see, and but now I'm my thought process got getting older. Give these guys. Oh, shut up! It's my watch. Watch and, is trying to tell you what to do, Jim. <laughs> shut up, Siri. Oh, wait, wait a minute. No, you're not Siri. You're just my watch. Uh, even though it's Apple, but y- you know, my, I must must have you know changed thought process over the years. You know, like give the kids a break. You know, let them sit a game. Don't burn them out. Well, that's you know, that's, and that's just my thought. That's, that's the thing with pitchers process. these days. Is you know, it's more analytic. Arms yeah. were continuing to blow out faster. Mm, they're you know, blo- you yeah, they're, need- they're blowing out because they're pitching less. That's my thought. Process. You don't need to push them <laughs> eight, nine innings. I mean, look at what Verlander did last night. I think he had like 10 Ks in five innings, and that was that was it. He put him in the position to win, and why why pitch somebody in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning when you're up 8-0? You know, yeah. it's it's very funny. I watched on the plane ride because it was, it was actually weird. It was longer to go two anchors than it was to fly back. But anyways, I watched that. The, the documentary Ch- or Facing Ryan yeah or Facing Nolan the, that movie and it talks about how like his mindset and his determination to be the, the kind of pitcher that he was and I just it's so it was like Jim said how many games did Nolan Ryan not make it to the ninth like that would right. that, what, did he have more wins than <clears throat> games that he didn't or how many complete games he had to wins like that's what's so strange because he would always every pitcher back then wanted to go the full game they didn't want to have to go to the bullpen they wanted to be the guy, and that's mm-hmm. why Nolan Ryan was Nolan Ryan, the Nolan Express, because he was that guy all the time. And 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 you know, trying to tie this back in to finish up for hockey here. If I was in Bussy's position, where I was looked at as the number one guy for my team, I wouldn't want to give up the net. And that guy was pretty much the Tom Brady of baseball because he pitched well into his forties. 
Nolan Ryan. Not, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Brandon Bussey's yeah. like 26, dude. <laughs> well, no, I was relating back to no, you were you were on the you were on the Ryan Express and I jumped on board. There you go. So. We do have preseason pro hockey going on right now. Whoop de doo. It's going to be yeah. an interesting <laughs> season. I don't get why they're playing preseason game. Like, who cares? Honestly, who cares about preseason Gate. hockey? Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's the well, same thing. I, I, I treat it just like football. I love football. I love watching college football, NFL, all that stuff. I don't care for preseason. No. Hockey is the same thing. I, why do we need to televise it? It's I, like, come on, just play the games. and. Okay. Listen, if I was a broadcaster, I need a, I need a paycheck, you know. <laughs> it gives me seven extra games to call. I'll take that money. See? Uh, no, I mean, you know. No, I, I'm I'm the same way. I even want to shorten up uh, the baseball preseason, the exhibition season. I want to get that shortened up a little it's, bit. It's, but the entire regular season needs to be shortened. No, it's no, it's way it's too fine. long. It's, it's way too. It's long. way too long because we're in Michigan and the Tigers are the team. Yeah. No. <laughs> even the NBA and NHL seasons, I don't need 82 games. Now and those are too long. 60 some game season in Major League Baseball. Half of those games oh, means so, something. So it used Half. to be 154. It needs to be far less. No. You know, it's, it's too long. It's funny. Having covered the West Michigan Whitecaps, it was so strange because they started, what, a week or so after the majors, Major League started? They It felt like it was over before it got started because all of a sudden it's August and we're like, oh, geez, the season's over in two weeks. Yeah. Because it ended up being, cause unfortunately, they missed the playoffs by one game. But that's the thing. It's like, I wonder... I don't need baseball in October. I really don't. In November too. It's too late. I I, I do. end it sooner because yeah, for the Sun Belt fall teams, is yeah. football. Damn it! I love baseball, but we don't need to be playing in October and November. Back in the day, they used to play Back scheduled in the day scheduled gym scheduled <laughs> Sunday double headers. All right, Boomer. And this is this is shut up. This is. <laughs> This is why. Boom, yeah, he, he's giving me a nice, uh, yeah, nice gift here. Giving me the number it's, one. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, he's number one, baby. This, and this is why the season was over, got over with a lot earlier, many years ago. They had scheduled double headers. Everything, and plus you, you didn't have the expanded playoffs that you do now. Everything was done by October fifteenth. Then again, you were, you were starting April fifteenth. I think we start baseball too early too. Once again, because it snows. Who the hell wants to watch baseball in April? It's not even worth watching until May or June. As a lot a, of my uh, friends fly to Arizona or down to as, Florida to as, watch spring training. Yeah, because well, yeah, tickets are, what, 10 bucks a pop? It gives them reason to go, if, too. And listen, they like the, and, if and I base- was a Miami Marlins fan, I'd be so happy. Game, 20 bucks to ticket to go watch the crappy dolphin, Dolphins. The Marlins play 15 times a year. I wouldn't pay a dollar to go watch that. Perfect. Derek Jeter probably give you 50 cents to get you to the door. <laughs> go to, like, watch my former it's team. It's like the Tigers. I wouldn't pay. You couldn't pay me to go to Comerica Park right what? now. What? You could No, you I, could not pay me to go to that ballpark and watch that travesty. Well, okay. You're it's right. visual amnesia. I will say. Watching visual, t- visual amnesia? Watching. It puts you to sleep. Yeah. It's horrible. They what? are so bad. Watching. Yes. Watching the Tigers is rough, but. They're so ten out. They won ten out of thirteen or fourteen. Woo! When the season 14. doesn't matter and you haven't won seventy games, exciting. Hey man, best season in a couple of years. But anyways, no, <laughs> I, I just I like I, I for me that's I think we had this conversation about the pitch clock. I like the fact that I can sit at a baseball game for. I'm one of those people that can sit at a baseball at a baseball game for four hours. Yeah, me too. In a ballpark, or whatever, chill out. Like 
That's why I hate the idea of getting games like, let's get them over with sooner. I'm like, why? I'm paying $100 to sit here. Because it's about the majority, and the problem is is the sport is dying. You have to do something to get people to stay and come back. But if the first seven innings are nice and lengthy, that gives you more time to buy beer. That's true. You're not. Yeah, right. I'm, that's, I'm a, looking, that's a that's, whole another issue in itself. That, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the ballpark making some money here. Yeah, the ballpark's making money, but I I, meanwhile, I'm paying twelve dollars for a beer. Unfortunately, once you're three in, you forget how much they are. <laughs> <laughs> once you're three, you just forget how much you you get three in, and you work in radio. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> No, I no. have like two at the bar across Man. the street and then come in. I was going to say, you've got, well, no, you've it, got no, some side gigs going no, on or Well, here's the problem. So <laughs> last thing about the Tigers here before Jordan has an aneurysm. At, I, I, the last <laughs> no, two, keep going. The last two times I've been to Comerica, I've sat in that right field by the Pepsi Club there. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's so nicely set up where they have like a stool, a table, and all that stuff, and they have the big bar next to it where there's never a line because the Tigers suck. <laughs> so unfortunately, when you're having three, and of course the beer, even the the better beers, once again, hashtag beer snob right here, they get the good craft stuff. And unfortunately, those three or four get to you pretty quick on a nice hot summer afternoon. Yeah, that 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 will uh, it'll uh, mm-hmm. it'll lube you up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ba- baseball baseball is not supposed to be all this bam 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 going on. It, it's a mind game. The pitcher is dealing with the hitter, trying to fool them. Yeah, but it's like golf. You can only stick to tradition for so long before it bites you in the ass. And then the live tour breaks out. Don't even get me started on that. I did that. The worst, worst idea ever. Why? Don't get. I don't want to get. I don't want to get political on this podcast. It's it's the fact of where it's coming. Politics out of it. But that's Saudi Arabia. Where's it coming from? That's the problem. That if if literally it could be from almost anyone else, the money could come from. It could come from Microsoft, and I'd be like, whatever. That's Bill Gates. Whatever. That's fine. But the fact that it's coming from that country, from that entity of the money and the government, and what that country stands for, that's my problem with it. I understand. Yes, it's a big money maker, and it's you know it's expanding golf and all this and whatnot. But I'm like, it's just where it's coming. As Bob Costa said, it's blood money. I mean. If you don't think any of that's going on in professional sports in America, you are naive. I, I listen. Yes, dude, dude, Robert Sarver, uh, uh, yeah. the 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 D bag in Washington, uh, Schneider, that whole organization. That is, oof, I don't even want to get started on that. Well, for many years we didn't know. Now we know. Yes, now we can all judge those. Judge, we can judge Schneider. We can judge all those because we know. We knew about Saudi Arabia before this thing even, before Live Golf was even a thought. I just thought it was funny that there was people defending Tiger Woods for turning down the money. And it's like, oh, you want to pro- oh, no, you, you protect a guy that screwed over 200 women that, when he yeah, was married. That's interesting choice for you, but. That that was nonsense. I was like, "All right, let's let's watch where we're at here. Let's rem- can we?" For, dude, he's pe- not the he's not the picture of morality. I was about to say, I'm like, did people just forget what happened? That he has it been has that it been he ten- screwed over 200 women? Oh it's, that's been like 11 years now, eh? Mm-hmm. Longer than that. Man. Well, pardon it's been me. A while. Since we since he crashed the car on Thanksgiving, isn't that 11? Well, no, because he won in was it 2008 that crazy U.S. Open in 2010? I think it was eight. Oh God, I'm old. Yeah, dude, Sorry, Jim. I'm getting I'm getting up there with you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to move on to college football. I do want to mention 
day of recording, Wednesday. Yeah, and we uh, and we forgot to mention we forgot to mention him. For what, Tyler? Our our, our special I, guest I, I host would, again. I would think people who listened last week would understand well, who. Yeah, but we didn't do the formalities. You know, I thought you did. No, we well, didn't. just just. Just put my name. Listen, if people are listening to this, just look at the description. Tyler Kuehl. Okay, that's the other guy that's in the room. <laughs> Jim, you know, because it's... It is it's 2022. A, it, it is we do not, have technology. We're, we're, if we were live on radio, yes, I'd probably be I don't my name. read any intro to a podcast. I just click on it. Yeah, you click on it, but then you're like, who is that? And you pull up your phone and you scroll, no. you hit description. <laughs> no. It's right I, there. I don't do that. We need put to it. have Tyler in here more now. No, apparently, no, I love no, giving Jim no. a hard time. I need help. I'm glad he lives in GR. I'm a, I'm a, oh, here's the best part. See, what you guys don't know is I have that little radio set up, so I could pipe in if I ever needed to. See, I could pipe in and just come. I'm a good tag team partner. We need to, we need to put down tag. Got this. That's okay because, you know, you could do that all day long, and, and there's no way to put that on this board at the moment. Well, there is, but oh, well. on my board, there is. But before I was interrupted, I was trying to bring up the game tonight. We got Central Florida and SMU. That is at seven o'clock. The got, line has moved to two and a half for uh, Central has the edge. I'm going SMU. So am I because they, yes, they've lost a couple games, but their offense. Yeah. The mustn't, because once again, this is this, the lovely random stuff I do for MLive is doing games like this, especially one offs in the middle of the week. That's why when we get to Maction season, Wednesday Maction, oh, I'm all over that stuff. <laughs> Northern Illinois, Ohio, let's go. That's that's the game of the night. No, I, I looked up and they they have a really good quarterback. They can they he's a oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head here, but he's a very mobile dual threat quarterback. Yep. And, and yes, he plays in this that CS that CUSA, but I think yeah, I would give SMU the outright win. And I don't know what the over under is, but it might be over because. UCF can put up some points too. Uh, right now, the over under is sixty four and a half. Oh, that's yeah, that's easy. I, I you're going over. I think SMU can do it because you, you have it implies. I mean, SMU's average, I think, close to forty points a game. And yeah, it's, but and there's if, been and if, situations like that where I, I'm like, oh, it's going to go over, and it's like, nope. Well, it's a weird midweek game, so the defense. It's either going to be one of two things: either the defense is going to go to sleep, or the offense will go to sleep. And I will, since it's once again you're betting one thing to happen. I'm going to say that the offense is going to rally up and throw up points. And as you say, Jordan, what is it? The boat, a boat race. It's going to be a boat race out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call it 45-38 SMU. See, look at also somebody scoring 45 can win a game. This is college football. No, it's either the Mustangs. We will get to it. Um, Jim wants to get to it fast. No, I don't know if I'm taking the points here. I think think at the plus 115 odds, I have to take the money line. You think this is going to be that one ESPN game a week where it's like, all right, we're hyping it up, midweek game, guys, and it's 21 to 14. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. This was supposed to be played on Sunday. Well, Saturday, then Sunday. Sunday, and now Wednesday. Yes. And it was supposed to be a play at 3 o'clock, too. And then they bumped it back. I, just because I guess they wanted to Prime a few time. extra hours to clean up. Well, that too. Nothing but yeah, because nothing says better than three o'clock Wednesday afternoon football. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to Western football. Um, got a win Saturday night. I'm not gonna call it a big win. Mm. Um, but New it was 37 points. No, New I, Hampshire's I, a, a well, FCS school. You're right. Well, if, it, if Western hockey beat New Hampshire hockey big like that, I would be happy. But yes. that's once again not. 
not case. hockey. Yeah. Well, the well, their offense hit a dry spell, and that kind of concerns me. Yeah, they could have kept going in that one. Yeah, that and and I think they 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 probably should have. I would have felt a little better, but the fall off that mid game slump, just that that concerns me for uh, when we get into Mac play. Well, you score twenty one points in the first quarter. No matter even you go up big in any sport. Fifty one minute first quarter, by the way. Hey, look at that! You got paid by the hour, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, <laughs> um, uh, but I, no, I, I. That was a quick first quarter. <laughs> no, by by normal stretches. <laughs> if you get a big lead like that, like you think, all right, let's just kind of keep the course there, because I, it didn't seem like from from what I was, because I was listening, of course, up in Anchorage before my for our game that night. I kept thinking, like, it just didn't seem like they were trying to run up the score. They just seemed like they were just trying to maintain the game. And once, I mean, you were there, Jordan. I mean, what did you, what did you think? Um, I mean, obviously they started off with a bang first play flea flicker. Uh, the Love defense it. bit so hard. And I think part of it too was what Tyler juggled the ball a little bit. So I think the defense crashed and then, you know, they were able to get it down the field. I, I like the hot start, you know, everything looked good. Um, you know, especially for like the game day staff, I feel like not only did the football team need that lesser opponent to feel better about themselves. I feel like us as a game day crew, like we had all that pressure for Pittsburgh opening night. I mean, any type of broadcast like that, you got to work out the bugs. Like the first game of the year, always going to be bad for everybody. We all got cobwebs. No, we did fine. (laughs) We did fine at Michigan state. We were good. I feel like the team really Settled in. You said you could hear me a couple of times on yeah. the broadcast. Oh yeah, you were you were kicking, man. You were, you sounded like you had them engaged. I did. Um, even Lori said I, I just had command the whole time. I felt much better my, about my performance. I'd probably give myself an A minus for well, Saturday well, night. You needed week one to get, get the jitters yeah, out and get you know and get. I just felt bad that it was the biggest game of the year. <laughs> well. Yeah, it was it was a national audience, and and you know it would have been nicer if more people showed up for that game. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, I did shame the crowd. Okay, okay. In my open weather, I I was like, you know, if you weren't here last week, my name's Jordan. I'm your host, and I was like, first off, shame on you if you weren't here. Second off, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but do not open the can of worms around me about uh about attendance at any. Kalamazoo. I've told people event. this. This is the type of city. If the team is not good, they're not going. And that's not. I. I just. I do not like that. Well, I mean. Well, here, well I do because here's the thing. It sh- it's it sh- with the Lions when people keep going and you know paying for that garbage product. We'll get there. We'll get Nothing there. Nothing changed. No, it's it's always uh, next year. No. It was, okay, Mickey Mouse. That was actually that was a pretty good Mickey Mouse, eh? No. M I C K E Y D Troy Lions suck. Hey, there we go. Um. <laughs> Um, but no, because uh, like, well, we were talking about before before Murray and and Blash a little bit of that too. How there were some nights North Dakota would come to town, Denver would come to town, and nobody would be at Lawson. You know, let's I mean, let's be honest. There'd be a few in the lunatic section, but in terms of general fans, the rest of the arena is it, pretty quiet for some of those nights. Mm-hmm. So into that now, Western is a nationally ranked team, and they're putting together some good wins and having a pretty good program. I, ex- I expect next Thursday even against Bowling Green to have a good turnout. And then obviously after that, the following Saturday is against Notre Dame. And then you got Michigan. Like We'll have the big games, and that's why I think people show up for those. But that's because, to your point, it's it's a good program now. Well, well yeah, but I, I – 
even even when even in the Fleck era at Waldo, one sellout while Fleck was there. One. And was that it, the college game day one? That was that was uh Michigan State. Not even the college game day? Nope. Really? Nope. Nope. And there were some there were some nights where there were less than twenty K, twenty thousand. Oh, there was there had to have been less than twenty K last weekend. <clears throat> oh, I I believe that. It's, you know, and, and it, it just kills me, you know, you got, you had a net, uh, you know, even later in the year. Yeah. It's Kalamazoo. It gets cold. The weather can get nasty. There, there are a few nicer late, later fall nights, but they're few and far between. Right. And, but still dress for it and get out and support for crying out loud, a nationally ranked team undefeated and you can't fill up your stands. Well, like I was, I did my first basketball game last year. I did Central versus Western, thinking this is a big game. Where was that at? No, it was right here at University Arena, okay. right here. And I remember I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, this can be a big game, big crowd. It was moved to a night game because it was supposed to be a four o'clock tip, but they made it seven o'clock because since hockey was out of town. And I remember I was like, it was it was maybe sixty percent. Instead of. I mean, I was gonna yeah. guess like fifty people, but well, no, it was more than that. But then I, th- or maybe it's fifty-six. But then even for senior night, last game of the season against Ball State, you know, even though yeah, at that point Western was eliminated and whatnot, it was still pretty sparse. Then again, hockey played that same day too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say, did you watch him play at all last year? I mean, no offense. Yes, but. I did. Lamar Norman Jr., Godwin Heights High School graduate. Yeah, he was the guy. He was he was one of the top scorers in the conference. Lamar was. I mean. I- I will say with basketball, you know, my eyes are on the horizon. I think, you know, bringing in uh, Coach Stevens was a great move. Yeah. But they, they, they've they got time, man. It's going to take a bit to yep. get right. that thing going. What? What? Oh, my God. He d- Repeat what you just said. He's going to give him time? He not. Mr. Mr. On Demand, he wants wins now. I'm not now. on demand. You no. are that way. You're that way with every single freaking professional Ooh, team he in just, Detroit. He, well, he just, well, yes. Well, I'm at, all I'm asking is Stevie Y to do is to either poop or get off the potty. Stop kicking the can down the street. Well, when you when you told your fr- your fan base that you were essentially too good for Johnny Gaudreau, that's a problem. I well, because I okay. Do we want to? Do we want to? Are we moving on from college football here? Uh, I did want to mention the line currently has Western minus four and a half. That is devil's number. Four and a half, five and a half. I do not like that because well, because they're a touchdown or a field goal. Correct. And usually it's the over that sort of thing. It's east. It's at home. It's against Eastern. And, and Eastern's decent. Yeah, they just came. Let me look at their schedule here. They did have that win against Arizona State. They got hammered by Louisiana a couple weeks before that. They did get fifty put up with them against Buffalo, though. Okay, so there is there is hope that uh, the if offense can spring. If on the them. offense jumps out in front and stays out in front, if they don't let off the gas like Should they did against fine. New Hampshire, yes, I think so. But if, can the defense hold off Eastern? That's the be that's going to be determined. It's a, this is going to be a pretty much last one to score wins. Whoever Probably. has possession last, yeah. I would yeah. guess, yeah. Uh, we will find out noon, Waldo Stadium. Uh, I will be the in-stadium host once again, and uh, we've got another hit study, 6-5. Bronco tailgate behind Waldo, uh, corner of Oliver and Oliver. That starts at 10 a.m.? Going to go yeah. until about kick. You'll need your sunglasses for a change. And long, Johns, because it's going to be cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Long no. John's 50s. Man up. Come Dude, on. Dude, when the sun went down on Saturday, I, the way that got the sun ain't go, The sun ain't going to go down well, on you Saturday. It's still going to be, what, <laughs> when the you're, upper 40s when I get there? Here's, here's what I say is this. If I was down by the field where there will be no shade at some points, the way that stadium's kind of built, I will yeah. say, yeah, I can get pro- I get a little chilly. So I I can attest to that about wanting to wear them because you're probably there at what time? The time you get to the stadium? I mean, I got to drop off my team to do the tailgate. I got to be to the game two hours beforehand. So, I mean, I'm going to be there from like 10 to 6. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Eight hours out and 40. Like, it's more or less just self preservation. Because here's the thing something I learned playing pond hockey growing up dress for the worst, and then you can take off layers from there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of credit because I, I didn't think about the uh, fact that the winds will be a howling that day. Too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Off, off the map. Off you'll, the you'll, hill there, yeah. You get a preview Friday. Yeah. Um, speaking <laughs> of Friday, if you're into betting like I am, we got a decent slate for college. Uh, what are we looking at? Uh, Huskers one, by two, 100. Three, Huskers. four. We got four games Friday night, so I might be doing some parlay action. Uh, what is it? Huskers and in Indiana? Or is it no? Huskers and Rutgers. Uh, Houston and Memphis, <laughs> Nevada and Colorado State, and San Jose State and UNLV. But what about the Hus- no Huskers and in, in Rutgers is Friday night too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was I, just listening to the other I, ones for you. I thought you were saying like, wait, I missed that game. I put that means I put on the wrong day. Um, I think Houston Memphis will be interesting because Memphis is not off to a bad start, and Houston had that. They've had a couple. They've been a, involved. They in a lot screwed of me on the over last week. Well, well, so Iowa screwed me on the, on the over as well. But that's a story for a different time. But no, this would be some good games. I'll. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm paying attention to Houston Memphis yeah. for sure. All right. I'm going to mention something um, as we, uh, you know, break away from the Broncos a little bit. Um, I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts out there today. They were listing their top 10 um, um, college football rankings. And uh, Michigan is actually at number three in theirs with Ohio State number one. They took, they have Georgia knocked down to five. Because and which which I am and, 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 and this is just someone that put together their own rankings, but I agree with it. Is this an in-state? Is this an in-state podcast? Um, no, it's national. Okay. Um, because if it was from Michigan, I'd be like, of course they put them at number three. Yeah. No, it's national. Um, Michigan three. I I I thought it out a little bit. Uh, the top four. No, Michigan at three, two thumbs down from this guy. I, I, they're still at four. I keep them at four. I like the fact that they took Georgia, put them at five. I don't. They have, is, they haven't lost yet. But look, look at the look Alabama at their, barely look at their beat games. Texas. Yeah, yes, yeah. Look on. at yeah, look at their games too. Alabama even should be knocked down a peg, maybe. No. Maybe until Ohio somebody State, beats maybe, them, absolutely. Maybe not. maybe Ohio State needs to be the number until one. someone no. beats them in the college football playoff. That's not an SEC team. Alabama's number one. Yeah, we can have that conversation. Georgia's two. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yes. Oh, you're right. They, you're, I'm sorry. You would you have taken Missouri seriously? <laughs> no. Kent, you could send Kent State down to play Missouri. I'd still take Kent State. <laughs> Believe me, I bet some rats. The plug your nose and you know the, yeah. the garbage plays. They win. Yeah, I would never have once thought about taking Missouri. No, you you could take. Let's get Fair State to play Missouri. I'll take Fair State over Missouri. Right? Yeah. Now. Like I'm, I, that's how bad. Who's who Georgia? Who's Georgia playing this week? Does it matter? Allegedly yeah, a football. I, well, I, 
shot it. No, <laughs> football team. <laughs> now here I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll look it up because because yeah because uh, uh George. While you're looking, uh, some highlights for Saturday. Oh, here we go. Number seventeen TCU Whoops. at number nineteen Kansas, and we have game day in Lawrence. That for the first time. Ever. I'm excited because first of all. Like I said last week, the basketball schools, look at them doing well, except for NC State now. But, I, man, I'm I'm kind of be kind of interested how it's going to be because I've, it's it seems like this is a th- – I'm trying to figure out, like, it's almost like a campaign now the team is good. And you're right. They might have this year, and this might be their one good year for five years. But, darn it, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. By the uh, way, we do have the – it's yeah. going to be Auburn at Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, At Georgia, though, I'll take whatever the spread is, whatever the points are. Take the points, take the spread. Uh, it's Auburn gets 30. This one is surprising to me. Number eight, Tennessee, who I think is one of the better teams in college football right now. At Louisiana State, who's number 25, they're only favored by three. The SEC East, though, Jordan. It's <clears throat> Georgia and everyone else. And I think once we see once Georgia and Tennessee play, I think that will be the determination whether or not the Vols are actually that good. Because unfortunately, until last year, the SEC West has dominated that conference, mm-hmm. even when Bama even when Bama loses. So that's and it's at Death Valley, the mm-hmm. the second Death Valley. If you ask people from Clemson, um, yeah, I think I would I would still take the Vols in this one just because I think, yeah, Brian Kelly's doing good things for the Tigers there, but I just, it's going to be, I think that's going to be a game where you're going to see that maybe Tennessee's better, but LSU is, they're getting to that point where they're going to be a, a top team. It's going to be probably them, them, Bama, and I want to say Arkansas, but I'm not sure anymore. I'm not them. sold on Arkansas. Like the future of them, yeah. So, but I'm saying we'll probably have LSU and Bama be the rivalry once again that we saw a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, many. It seems like many now, but yeah, I'll yeah, balls. Uh, another balls. interesting game out west, three thirty on Saturday. Number eleven Utah at number eighteen UCLA. Okla, um, who, who UCLA was like the easiest cover last week. That was such an easy call. Who'd they have again? Uh, was it Oregon? Oh yeah, because was it? No, Oregon? no, it wasn't Oregon. Um, no, because Oregon. It was no, someone from Washington. No, yes, yes. Easiest cover ever. Well, I hear I picked, I picked the points and I picked the over because I thought Washington was going to cover because Michael Penix I thought has been having a pretty darn good start to the year, but I for some reason didn't realize that hey the Rose Bowl can have home field advantage for some team. That's net which I'd never thought is ever possible. <laughs> you also have to remember the Pac-12 is full of rats. The Pac-12 is full of nonsense. Yeah, and it's going to be even worse with. The, with USC and UCLA joining a Midwest conference, because that makes sense. Yeah. See, I, I don't hate it. We need actually good, actual good teams in this conference. So, but we don't but, need a coast to coast. But we, but but Natalia Tangamaloa. Let's go Maryland. The Terps, man. Jim said it. It's not 2006 anymore. What was that? Someone trying to break in? No. What did you say, Jim? Who did no, you did you I say something? No. Did you so- say something to Jerry? Did something fall? No. It sounded like the door was almost cracked open. Who is interrupting us? You know there's lights on out there, don't you? No, we're all good. Anyways. Ah. um, Oh, wow. Well, I was looking through the bets, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Ohio State-Michigan play this week? No, that's uh, November 26th. Boy, you got a head on your schedule. I'm I'm telling you, it stops at 1030 Saturday. You see it, and then it just says Michigan. 
Ohio State. Well, it's funny if you look. Oh, what do you, what app are you using? FanDuel. Okay, I do FanDuel, DraftKings, and I just got eight ten dollar free bets from Sports Illustrated because I put a ten dollar bet down and it won because I took the Niners. See, I that use, was one of the easiest plays too. See, I use Google to look at my schedules, and sometimes it's throw games in random spots. I I've been using the Fox Bet Super Six app for these games. I had an awful weekend last weekend. I don't do say. college. I was horrible. Pro made up for it. And you definitely didn't get Terry's million. No, I did not. I was not <laughs> one of the three people that got that dude. Now it's now it's down. Those people ruined it. Now it's down to hundred grand the rest of the season. Now. <laughs> Thanks to those smart jerks. Uh, smart jerks. Well, well gee, well, oh, hundred grand break my heart. Well, it's not a million though. There's a zero. But still, there's a zero missing. You don't want that higher tax bracket anyway, do you? I don't care. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, I think the last thing we got to talk about before we let this run too long, um, NFL. We've been teasing uh-huh. it from the beginning. Tom Brady is overrated now, folks. He's old. It's done. It's all but over. <laughs> no, I, I say that as a true Tom Brady fan. Wait, what, we, we, weren't what, go, we weren't going there? What he is, looks, He I will, like no jokes, he looks very unhappy. What is yeah. wrong with Gazelle? The dude has a job. Giselle? The, Giselle. Giselle. Yeah, yeah well, Giselle. The dude, what's, wrong, the dude, what's wrong with the antelope? <laughs> <laughs> the dude has a job. I couldn't tell you the number of women who <laughs> wish their men had jobs. For the rec, I think, well, so, you know, you know, double-edged sort of being married and whatnot. My wife and I have had this conversation before, and she takes, she looks at Giselle's side and thinking, hey, my husband's going to be home all the time now. And then two weeks later, he decides, you know what, I'm going to go back to work. You know, wait a minute! I'm not the only. There, there are other announcers that that call her Giselle, not Giselle. It's Giselle. Yeah, it's it, Giselle. It, yeah. But anyways, long story short, yeah, no, I. She's single, guys. No, she's well, not. Well, Good luck. <laughs> well, people are. Well, people are saying that that might be the case soon because that's what there was. That's with the whole thing with training camp. Why he went on yeah. personal leave? That might have been because of it. There's. It's all speculation. I'm not gonna you know, try to editorialize this here, but that's. From what I've heard, that there might be issues and whatnot, and I hear there might be a divorce lawyer already. Yeah. I, okay. Oh, well, I'm, see, I'm like I said, I'm, I I have I have yet someone to t- I don't know, I have not seen the athletic article yet that has confirmed it. Emily Strang, who is not who is my one of my favorite writers right now, has not said anything yet. Um, for those that have been following like the Kyle Beach stuff with the Chicago Blackhawks and Hockey Canada, she Katie Strang, excuse me, has been on point. So until she says it's real, I don't believe it. While we're talking about older quarterbacks, the Packers. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers. Let's say Jared Goff's not that old. <laughs> I I let no. the live line get down to four and a half, and I'm like, you know, Hoyer just went down. We got a rookie coming in. I'm going to take the four and a half. Bit me in the ass. Lost forty dollars. Oh yeah. Um, I I I don't know if it's. The lack of talent in the wide receiver room. It's exactly that. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust him. But here's he does the not other... trust those kids. But you so want to know won't, he won't key in on them. You want to know what else I'm seeing though, and maybe I'm blind or naive. He doesn't seem to want to push the ball down the field. He has become checked down Charlie. That's because of those wideouts that he doesn't trust. That's exactly why. Well, he did that. You're, a lot. Wa- you're watching the game plan evolve right there. He doesn't have his favorite anymore. He doesn't have the deep threat. But then again, there were some years there when they little probably right after they were winning championships, they ran a really good West Coast offense during the regular season. Mm-hmm. But then they'd run into 
was San Francisco, that, San Fran at that time. Yeah, they would run into. I mean, even I think they lose to Eli Manning one year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, like that's that's it was one of those things where it would work for so long, but then you watch 16, 17 games of film on, and you're like, all right, let's add an extra linebacker here. We'll cover the middle, and it'll be fine. Jacoby Brissett won't do anything, and that's how it was, and that's how it ended up happening. So, or Jacoby Jones, excuse me, right? Might they get the right guy there? Mm. I'm trying to think of one of his receivers that he always was a target. It was always like a five-yard like Randall Cobb. Cobb. Randall Cobb, like five-yard yeah. Yeah, five slants or whatever, those kind of things. He did those a lot back in the day. But when you had Devontae Adams, yeah, you could chuck the ball down the field because that guy is an athlete. I'm not saying he's washed, but what I think is that he's lost the ability, and I applauded him for it for a long time, and Tom was the same way. They had the ability to make everybody – around them better. That's why I'm really kind of iffy on blaming the ride receiver core. I just think with age, he's just, and it's not a dig against him. It's just father times catching up. And I just think, I mean, what hasn't he done yet that he feels like he has to accomplish? Nothing. He, no offense, but I don't, I think I understand people just the way this is ending for him. People might not think Brady's the best quarterback of all time, but I it's it's really hard for me, even as a Brady fan, to not say that he's the best quarterback in the history of the sport. Look at the, I mean, the championships, the MVPs, the records. Yes, Drew Brees has him on some of those individual records, but I'm sorry, at least Brady won the last game of the season more often than not. Being a team player, taking hometown discounts so that they could pay other players on the team you know, to make them better. He was completely selfless in those years. So it's like the problem I have with what's going on with Tom right now is just you should have just walked away. You're tarnishing your legacy now. Yeah. At this at this point. You're becoming yeah. Brett Favre. They're like he they met you're right. They're gonna go to the playoffs because the NFC South is trash. Yeah. Because you had was it Carolina, Saints, and Falcons. I will <laughs> tell you though, with Atlanta, that team, as long as they can stay healthy, Cordell Patterson at running back is real. Drake London is real. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is real. Unfortunately, like the Lions, who we're about to dive into, that defense is awful. Right, and that's, and they don't have a quarterback. But yeah, and that's to your point there. But like I said, Bray, they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're a contender for anything. No, Either. no. I felt like when they were 11 and 5, the year they won the championship, I felt them as more of a contender that year than they are now. Of but, course. But do we, so do we, do we, Jim, do we get to that point of the show? Do we do okay. it? Okay. I, I, I am yanking my Kool Aid from the conversation. Woo! You're ripping the Kool Aid yeah! out of your veins. Carolyn, it's generic. Woo! Okay, well. It's I'm, lime flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's when you score forty-five and you have one of the best offenses on the planet right now, and you only are one in three. Yeah. I'm. Welcome to the dark side, dude. Oh, okay. Are you guys okay? You guys ready for this nonsense? All right. The Philadelphia Eagles who I think even with as, as great as Cooper Rush has been up there from the central kids up there, they, the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to be anything. Is, is this the uh, Lions excuse brigade that's about no, to start? No, I'm just saying how, to Jim's point, how wonky this is. The Philadelphia Eagles have been averaging 435 and a half yards per game. They're second to who? The Detroit Lions, who have averaged 436.8 yards per game. Points per game. Let's click that number here. Make sure we got this right. The Detroit Lions have averaged 35 points per game. 
That is also the most in the NFL this season, above the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Philadelphia Eagles. All three of those, I say, are certified playoff teams. I haven't looked at the defense yet, but I guarantee you it's not pretty. Let's go to the defense. Uh, they're 31st in almost every major category. And Mike Valeni on 97 won the ticket, said it on Monday. This might be one of the worst defenses ever. That performance on Sunday, by far, hands down, the worst performance I've ever seen from a professional football team. I'll, I'll give you that. They you, you let the Geno Smith-led, and excuse my language, the, the Seattle Limp Dickhawks to score 41-plus on you. That is a problem. I am souring on Dan Campbell. There are issues all over the field. Aaron Glenn shouldn't even have a job. And if this thing is really different, if Martha's different, Dan Campbell will not survive the season. I really wonder if this has ever happened because I mentioned how they're first. In you both. meant Sheila, not Martha. You know who's still pulling yeah, the strings. No, Martha has. No. Martha doesn't have the strength to pull strings. No. The, Thank you. The Detroit Lions <laughs> are first in yards per game offensively and points per game. They are dead last in Yards given up per game and points given up per game. Do you want to know who they are second to in both of those categories? Or excuse me, who who is one Step spot one, better? Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks are, are bottom three. Yeah. One of the worst teams in the league. It's almost as if, if the Lions could get one and a half more stops. They would have, they'd, be a, they'd be a three. And that's the weird part. Like, if you don't give up a touchdown late to Minnesota, you... Stop Jalen Hurts on a fourth and inches. All of a sudden, you're you three don't and kick an onside and, kick and, with four minutes left in the third quarter. Exactly, that's the thing. It's a three. You're a three-one team. But, but you don't make mistakes. But you're making point. my point. Yeah. And you take, all of this is sol. And you take away that pick six Sunday, the Lions win. I'm not. I'm not in the business of making excuses for no, this franchise. We're not. No. Yeah. It's that's not where we're going with. But we're just giving you the problem. Is like what you're saying is that there's all these problems. With the defense, with the secondary. Yes, I understand they're beaten and battered, but the problem was is that you still had a chance to win and you missed one defensive weapon in Tracy Walker. Yes, he's done for the rest of the year. We get it. It's over. What the heck's wrong with Aiden Hutchinson? I'm sorry. I Yes, I love that guy to death. I think he's one of the coolest guys out there. Yes, he can dance to Billy Jean and all that nonsense, but he can't dance around a defensive end, or an offensive tackle, excuse me. I don't me. think he's very good. I think Malcolm Rodriguez is going to be a better Malcolm player Malcolm Rodriguez, Hutchins. he's, yeah, I... Almost, I almost want to be like, I'm not going to say I'm a defensive coordinator here, but change your defense to a 3-4 and put Hutchinson on the outside like they used to. Okay, I'm aging myself here, and I might sound like I'm an older than I really am, but Kevin Green from the old Steelers days back in the Bill Cowher 90s where yeah. he blitz off the end all the time. Make Hutchinson that guy. He's fast, sure. Okay, he can't out-muscle an offensive tackle. Well, and people will point to like Thibodeau and Walker and like, oh, they haven't done anything either. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, to, to you're give just them, making more excuses for this franchise. Well, to give them credit, the coaching staff is taking a look at all the schemes. They're taking a look at the players in the schemes. They're 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 even thinking about moving some players around. Like so, Hutch, like so maybe so maybe that might ha so maybe that might happen. Who knows? Like Hutchinson, yeah. There yeah, was a, there was an there was an article I read today that Campbell Impressor, it was today or yesterday, said that he's looking at all options for the defense. Because here's the thing: we're about to get beaten by Frank Zappa and the Mothers on Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you if you don't think that the Patriots are going to beat the Lions, 
with Bailey Zappi or was that I, that's his name, right? That's why yeah, I, Zappi. Yeah, that's why I made the Frank Zappa joke. Yeah, Jim got that. They're, they're <laughs> gonna lose. Yeah, but I I'm hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are ready. They're the, there lose. will be smoke on the Detroit River. Smoke on the water. <laughs> the there we go. <laughs> but that was a deep purple reference. Uh, oh, there, there's gonna be a lot of deep purple and black when people start <laughs> punching each other in the face on Sunday. I'm telling you guys, I'm I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but this thing's going sideways quick. Let's yeah. What do you look at the line? I mean, I, I, I mean, it's to the point where it's like, I love J-Mo. I Can't wait to see him on the field. That offense is so good, I don't know that you needed to make that move. I mean, it's going to give us speed and a threat that we don't already have. But the offense looks that good. It's that, like, man, that's could, the you, problem. The could offense you invest is so good. more in your defense? The offense is so good without DeAndre Swift, without, uh, I mean, with, without Reynolds, without yeah. Amara St. Brown. Yeah. The offense is beautiful. Even the second stringers rock. And the defense is the person at the end of the bar at 3 a.m. Also, shout out to TJ Hawkinson for actually, this is probably his first good game of the season because I yeah. think he looked pretty pedestrian the first three, oh, personally. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he, I, I, I will say he stepped up. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Okay, here's the line. It's a, it's a spread of three, New England. Yeah, only the Lions would be favored to lose by three to a rookie quarterback-led Horrible New England Patriots team. And the over-under is 45 and a half. That's what the Lions are going to score. <laughs> that's what the, that's, that's a, a, yeah, and, and that's that's a, a, yeah, I would definitely bet the over. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not going to snow in Foxborough. It's not snowing in Foxborough yet. Yeah. Like, I seriously, we might... The only way right now, until we see vital signs of improvement, like, like I said, New England's going to score 35 on Sunday. But can the Lions score 36? Mm-hmm. My question to that is, my answer to that is yes, I really think they can. But they, once again, it's going to come down to whether or not they can mm. keep up with them or are they going to have what happened we saw on Sunday where they trail, even though they score 100 points, they trail the entire game. Yeah, we've already had, what, four boat races so far? Like As Jordan likes to say, you know, you just get the oars Roll in the, the water. Boat. Here Roll we go. Boat. Here we go again. Get the oars in the water, my friends. Gosh. We're rowing to... Probably a forty-five Four. point loss. Four, <laughs> score forty-five and lose. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm right. Hey, listen. I said I hoped for close to five hundred, and now all of a sudden I'm like, man, four wins is going to be tough this year. Uh, yeah. Because we're going to get blown out by Buffalo on Thanksgiving. And we have, we have to face Justin Fields twice, and we've shown that we can't. The Lions cannot stop a mobile quarterback in both instances, Jalen Hurts and and Geno Smith. And we got Minnesota one more time. I think they should beat Minnesota. Green Bay is a toss-up because who knows? Like we mentioned, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what Rodgers we're going to get. But yeah, four or five wins is all of a sudden the attainable number. The thing I'm going to leave us on is a statement. To me, this feels like the same bleep in different wrapping paper. Take it for what you want, Lions fans. But that's what I'm going to leave you with. I think we all got hooked, line, and suckered once again. Dang HBO, ruin it for everybody. Well, there's look at the. That's look, why I didn't like Hard Knocks, Jim, because it gave a false sense of. I don't know if it was pride or whatever it was, amnesia that this team was going to be. Okay, good. we're four games into a seventeen-game season. Let's see if they can, you know, spin something out of this. Let's see if they can do something. 
Thanks to our sponsor, Sweetwater Donut Mill, making mornings better through the power of donuts. Sweetwater's with three locations in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek. Donut, make you smile. <laughs> Listen to Lanfear and McKinney over on KZO, always with that tagline. Uh, I finally got to say it. <laughs> I don't have any witty puns for you, but I do. I want to tell you about Zillman's Best One Tire at Auto Care. They offer preventative maintenance for your vehicle. You can book an appointment online at ZolmanTire.com. Tyler Kuhn, thank you again, kind sir. Kuhl? Or Kuhl, sorry. Kuhn, why is Kuhn? Gazelle, Kuhn. Kuhn. You're just making up names, Jim. Uh, who am I? Jordan. <laughs> I don't make up names. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. You know, my, I'm losing my mind. Okay. Um, by the way, because Jordan always has me, and I know we're late, 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 um, always has me uh, get the weekend set here. Saturday, 11 o'clock pregame, 12 o'clock kick. Um, Broncos in Eastern Michigan. It's at Waldo. Um, get out and have Jordan entertain you during uh, in-game breaks. And we'll have the broadcast for you on 106.5 Jack FM as well. Then we get a little bit of a break. And then Bronco Hockey from Ferris State, Robin Hook doubling up. He's going to call the uh, football game and jump on 131 and head north. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, download the Jack FM app available, uh, Google Play and iTunes. and uh, Or you can just go to jack1065.com on your computer. Or you can just tell your smart speaker to play 106.5 Jack FM. And we will see and hear from you uh, Saturday. Yep. I'm on for football. Um, McKinney will be in for hockey. So I'll have a, I'll have a free Saturday night. There you go, guys. So uh, go Broncos, and we will talk to you next week. Go Broncos. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.